2: to patricia raskin positive living the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic engaging and passionate lives created by patricia raskin a catalyst for positive change all comments views and opinions are solely those of the host guest, and callers and now with patricia raskin positive living here's your host patricia raskin
3: Well, good afternoon, everyone, if you are on the East Coast, and good morning, everyone, if you're on the West Coast. I am Patricia Raskin, and I think I'm in my 10th or 11th year here on VoiceAmerica.com very happily, and my show is Patricia Raskin Positive Living, and it really does help you to turn your problems into solutions and your obstacles into opportunities. We have a very important topic today to discuss with you, and that is the whole topic of teens and bullying and how they can get help when they encounter unwanted bullying messages, particularly online. And my guests today are Robin Stern, who is the Associate Director of the Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence and the co-developer of Facebook's new process to help teens get help when they encounter unwanted or bullying messages online, and the new Bully Prevention Hub. Robin is also a psychoanalyst in New York and the author of two books, Gaslight Effect, a book dealing with psychological manipulation, and Project Rebirth, a book about hope and resilience following the lives of nine people who were directly impacted by the 9-11 tragedy. Also on the phone with us, we have Zorana Evichik Pringle, is a research scientist at Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence and a lead researcher on our Facebook work. Zorana's other important area of research at the Center is the exploration of creativity, the arts, and emotions. And we have Charlie Sherman, who is a junior at the Berkeley Carroll School in Brooklyn. He's been involved with this project from the outset and has been a co-leader of focus groups and conducted interviews on his own with fellow teen members as well as parents. And being a teen, he's right in the thick of it. Welcome, Robin and Zorana and Charlie. Thank you, Patricia. All right. Thank you. Zorana. did I say did your last name? Did I say it right? Ivichik?
2: You are. you are relatively close. It's a
3: challenge. Okay, Kelly. Okay, Pringle. I just want to make sure I say your name right. All right. So, Robin, I'm going to start with you today. How did you get involved in this, and particularly uh, with Facebook? At the Yale Center
4: uh, for Emotional Intelligence, we've recognized and have. Sh- focused quite a lot over the last number of years on the issue of bullying, particularly in teens. As our work in schools reveals, um, students who are targets of bullying, who are uh, engaged in bullying behavior themselves and who are witnesses to bullying really have a significant higher levels of anxiety, have trouble concentrating in schools, have um, tremendous struggles with depression, have a difficult time socializing, or or just not as able to make good decisions or have good relationships and um, enjoy well-being. And so in working with the skills of emotional intelligence on the issue of bullying with All parties involved and with school communities, we've really noticed that this, that recognizing emotions, understanding emotions, labeling emotions, expressing and regulating emotions, which are the skills of emotional intelligence as we teach them at Yale, the ruler approach, the ruler skills, really impacts positively on um, communities so that the communities themselves are kinder and more compassionate and and the students within them are better able to have relationships and to function um, more effectively at school, to perform better, to have good relationships, as I said, and and in general enjoy well-being in schools. Mm. And thinking about that in schools and looking at the prevalence of bullying online, we just knew that the translation of our work from in-person, in school communities, and at home to online communities could do the same thing. We knew that we could bring emotional intelligence in a developmentally appropriate way.
3: Right.
2: To okay. The well, all right, let me ask Sorana. so, Arana. Arana, yeah, so
3: let's talk about how this. How did this translate? What does it look like on Facebook? How, how is it presented?
2: So, what happens on Facebook is a little bit different than what happens face to face when something unpleasant happens face-to-face, both parties involved have some feedback. They, they can see the emotional expression on the right. person who, who's being hurt. They can, um, they can see the reaction of others. There's some sort of feedback involved in it. But when something happens online, there isn't any, any kind of feedback. A person who is experiencing bullying is by themselves. And we wanted to change that. I, um, I really thought it was great to, to talk on your show because you, you express, you define yourself as catalysts of change towards more positive living mm. and, and that's really our motivation too. We, right. um, we create programs that start with the problem but don't focus on the problem. We are focused on the solution of the problem. And right. we are creating um, ways so that adolescents can label their emotions, understand their emotions better, and then react in a more positive way. So All I'm right,
3: saying, Charlie, so you I'd get, like you to talk about this because you're, you are a teen and you've seen it work. Uh, give us an example of how this looks and how it's worked and how you've seen its success.
0: How I've seen the project's mm-hmm. success or um, Yes, and how it
3: works. I mean, do we go online and just write our feelings? How
0: does it work? um, Well, because of the complexity of how kids interact with each other and how kids, you know, talk to each other, I think the way that Facebook has been able to make this work is by sort of implementing sort of things that are representative emotions in the text of reporting something. So what a lot of what Robin has done and how I've helped her um, do this has been Translating the ideas of you know how should, what should the messages say on an emotional level, and translating that into language of um, that teenagers would use and con- making it more concise so that it would fit Facebook. So what we did in a lot of the messages is they would, if you were um, reporting someone who had bullied you, a lot of the messages would reflect feelings that kids, um, that kids, identified positively with in this kind of situation: feelings of security, feelings of You know, remaining anonymous; those kind of things were very important. So we found ways to translate that into the language that we used in the reporting flows itself, rather than the original flows that were um, less emotionally aware or less aware Mm. of the dynamics that are at play in a bullying scenario. All
3: right. So, so if if I was a teen and I logged on to Facebook, how would I find you, and what might I see? Go ahead, Charlie.
0: Um, if you logged on to Facebook, you would. If you wanted to find me, you would just um, search my name, and you'd either be able to see my profile, or I might have it be private. But, but what
3: about the project itself?
0: Do oh, um, have- the places you see where the change in the, pro- in the in Facebook has come from the project. You see that in the reporting flows. So when you choose to report a photo, for if you find it offensive or you think it's spam, or for um, the various reasons facebook has you would see the changes in how the process of reporting someone goes about we changed a lot of the language they have pre-scripted messages that we change the language of so those are where you see the changes on the actual website all right
4: robin yes, can and i want to go back to you there, yeah. can i jump in there for a second sure. i, I want to i just want to be clear that the um, the inspiration for this project came from facebook That while we were doing bullying work uh, or work around bullying behind the scenes or out of their awareness, they were looking to make the online environment a more compassionate place for teens.
2: Mm. And
4: Arturo Bejar, who decided to take on this huge initiative, invited um, the director of our center, Mark Brackett, to come out to, to San Francisco to present at what they called their first compassion day, where he had invited several researchers from around the country to speak about the issue of online bullying, which was, as you well know, just increasing over time and and Mm -hmm. becoming really a huge problem. And uh, it was at that point that Arturo Arturo and, and the Yale team began conversations about, well, how can we as psychologists help you at Facebook to make those experiences um, more emotionally aware, more emotionally intelligent uh, for Mm. kids so that when there is an unwanted post or a post that a teen experiences as, as bullying, they have
3: something that they can do about it that would be a meaningful experience. That really clarifies my question because my what I was thinking as you were talking is that there was a page, like a bully prevention page. And there may be, but that's not what you're talking about. What you're talking about is everyday messages back and forth that if you see something that doesn't feel right or you feel is bullying, you can do something on Facebook right there. That's what you're saying. That's right. That's and right, so exactly. So, uh, Zorana, why don't you explain exactly what you can do? So I go online, I see something that's very offensive, hurts my feeling, uh, uh, makes me feel scared or fearful or shamed. What do I do? What does Facebook give me? What kind of vehicle does Facebook give me to do something about mm-hmm.
2: that? Uh, Facebook calls this option that you have a report, uh, it is a way to tell Facebook that you have experienced something that is problematic to you, something that is unwanted. Okay. And when you see uh, a post on Facebook, if you hover in the upper right corner of that uh, of the post, a little dialog box will appear, and it will say, uh, "Report this post" or "This post is a problem," and you mm-hmm. can click on that. If you okay. click on that. Uh, a series of questions will will appear, and these questions will then take the person making the report um, through an exercise of understanding better what just happened to them. They'll be asked, in in case of teens, they'll be asked whether this experience was something that was bullying, something that is harmful for their reputation, or is it just Something they don't like, a vague sense of not liking it. Mm-hmm. After they answer that, they'll be also asked, okay, can you tell us more specifically what kind of unpleasant experience this was? And they're given options. So they're given an option to say whether this was a rumor being spread about them, whether this was a case mm-hmm. of cyber stalking, somebody not leaving them alone. We are very careful to use language that is appropriate for teenagers. Mm-hmm. And they're asked whether this is something uh, mean being said about them or whether this is a threat. Okay. And, um, all right, go ahead. The, the next question they're asked is what kind of emotion and how intensely they're experiencing an mm-hmm. um, association with the post. So they're asked whether they're feeling nervous or anxious, whether they are afraid. Um whether um, they are angry or embarrassed, and we find that uh, just the act of labeling emotions and saying what mm-hmm. they're experiencing is making a difference in a right, direct way. Charlie, life. tell me
3: what happens now. Once Facebook gets that information, let's say I write something and I say, you know, I do think this is a threat, or I, or I really think this is damaging to my, you know, to my reputation, and it's not true. What does Facebook
0: do? Um, Facebook has a team that they have to review all of the reports, so I think they just go through those and respond accordingly based on um, the level of severity of, of each post.
3: All right, and, so and can so, I, can so, I yeah, Robin, I want to ask you, so what happens then? What if there's well, a real issue? What does Facebook do? What's the fallout from There are from a couple this?
4: of things. I think, importantly, um, one of the things that Facebook, that Team Yale and Team Facebook, as we call ourselves, uh, decided together was that in order for these experiences to be not only more emotionally intelligent, more pro-social in nature, helping kids reach out to each other that we would give kids pre-populated messages not only so that they could address the person who sent the, sent the unwanted message, but also so they had words to reach out for help. So that it's no longer just up to Facebook to take a look at reports, which they do in the very extreme, as Charlie was saying, when someone reports something that's very a threat and they feel extremely scared or, or bad about that, Facebook will take a look at that, but more times than that, he'd um, want to get help from somebody in their life,
3: and mm-hmm. so now we've given them the words to use to get that help. I see. And so you're, you're we, almost giving them the responses. You're telling them, "Here's what, if you've if you've experienced this, here's what you should write back, or here's what you could write back," and they have the option to change that, or they could write their own
4: message. But we found that. Kids often wanted to reach out or they wanted a respond, but they did not know they didn 't have the words to say and Indeed. so we helped Facebook to develop those words, and together we created an experience um, that that kids are willing to complete and hang in there for in order to make that contact with uh, somebody who they can reach out to for help, a trusted right. someone. Let me ask Charlie,
3: um, Charlie, I'd like to ask you, uh, you've had friends who've experienced this, I assume, Um, what what have been the results? Have your friends been using this? How has it helped them?
0: I have had friends that have been um, the victim of bullying, and I think originally when we first started the project with the original flows that were on Facebook, a lot of them either themselves, even if they had had negative experiences, hadn't been through the flows at all. It hadn't been something that had, um, they had viewed as an option. And when we went through them, they found them very restricting. And again, as Robin and Rana have said, it made them, it made it difficult for them to identify their emotions. I think with the new flows, it definitely, as Robin was saying, it allows kids to not only identify their own emotions, but because of that, it creates a strong sense of It creates a possibility of having more empathy evolve out of these relationships. So when you can understand your own emotions and you see bullying happening through other kids in different grades, different people that you might not be friends with, you form a sort of connection to the emotion. You understand Mm -hmm. the experience. And because Facebook helps you identify how you're feeling, what, you know, when I was bullied, I felt very upset. I felt very angry. I felt confused. You can understand how other people might be feeling in similar scenarios. So I think it has helped kids not only gain a sense of understanding their own emotions and understanding their own experience better, which is really essential in this kind of process, it's also helped kids um, understand where other kids' feelings might be coming from or understand kids who might feel silenced, give them Mm -hmm. the sort of initiative to say, I understand where you're coming from. I understand the feelings you might be feeling. So yeah. it sort of not only creates an effect on the self, but it also creates an effect on the whole teenage community.
3: Yeah, and so it gives them um, an awareness of what other kids are going through. But it also, and uh, Zoran, I want to bring you back in, it also helps the, the, uh, the teenager answer effectively. Deal with their emotion and then answer effectively, correct?
2: Yes, it, it helps a teenager to understand their emotion and and answer in a way that is more social. Oftentimes, adolescents don't know, as Robin said, how to answer. They want to say something and they want to tell the person uh, who offended them that that something was not right, but they don't have the language. We provide that language. There was just recently a, a survey that uh, that found that adolescents really benefit from uh, sharing their experience mm-hmm. and from asking for help, but that retaliating against uh, somebody who affects them is not beneficial um, in any way. Mm-hmm. It uh, does not improve the situation, and then the long run can make it worse. We are trying to prevent that use of language that you might regret in the longer run. Now, when, when, uh, Robin,
3: when someone reports, does the other person, the recipient who's been the bullier, do they know that that person's reporting them? What, well, you know, you're bringing something up that's really interesting. They do
4: know that they have been reported and um, because we are really interested in um, not only in intervention but in prevention. Uh, we are going to, as our project and our work with Facebook evolves, we are going to work with uh, Facebook to develop an experience for people who have been reported,
2: mm-hmm. to
4: um, so that they can understand a little bit about empathy or hopefully more than a little bit about perspective taking and about the consequences of their actions uh, on someone else before they go back
3: online. So if you've been reported,
4: there there are consequences
3: for you. And that was my next question to to any one of you, whoever wants to answer first. What are those consequences? I mean, are there legal consequences to bullying someone online? Who would like to answer that? Robin, go ahead.
4: You know, the legal part of this work is not our bailiwick. Um, and so I think that there are legal consequences if someone has been threatened, um, I believe, but I don't know what those consequences mm-hmm. are. Um, right. So I wouldn't but- want to say definitively what happens. What I do know is that um, that when you are reported, if you're reported for something very egregious online, and Zorana, mm-hmm. please jump in if you mm-hmm. know um, more details about this, that you will you will lose your ability to be on Facebook for a period oh, of time. Oh,
3: that's very important. Uh, yeah. Zorana, please comment.
2: Uh, Facebook is experimenting with different kinds of consequences that can happen for somebody who ends up being repeatedly reported. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one mm-hmm. of those consequences can be that uh, they are not able to access their account for a certain uh, amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and as uh, as this ends up being established, in order to engage again with Facebook, uh, the Repeated uh, uh, report, people who are repeatedly reported will have to go through kind of an educational process where they will have to learn, uh, go through series of, of slides or um, educational materials about the consequences of posting certain kinds of uh, posts online.
4: Mm-hmm. So, so there, there, there is a um, uh, Terms of use, or um, I don't recall the name of the the uh, agreement that people sign when they open a Facebook account. But there are if there if those terms of use are are violated, then there is a
3: consequence
4: to the user.
3: Okay, Charlie, um, jump in here and just tell us. You know, you're in that age group as a teen. Um, how helpful have you found this? What are your friends saying? what do you think are the results of this new system?
0: Um I think the results have really been amazing because when I walked through the flows, the more you know when you walk look at the comparison between the old flows and the more emotionally intelligent flows, you can mm-hmm. see that kids will, in one part of the flow where they would tell me they were anxious or this made them you know they thought this might be too aggressive or they thought this might be not be not be assertive enough. you can see, you know, there will be words that will tap into emotions, and something will click, and they'll, you know, they'll recognize that. Um, they'll recognize that no, I'm not just angry that this person bullied me. It was really humiliating. It was really mm-hmm. upsetting. You know, mm-hmm. they can really. Mm-hmm. It's really amazing that you can see kids are starting to connect more with their feelings once they're able to go through and identify them, and so this are has there allowed less, them. Oh, to yeah. Less
3: bullying. I mean, has this had a positive effect in terms of there being less bullying online? Have you seen any? Have you seen that result?
0: Um, Well, my job is mainly walking through the flows with people on a just individual basis, not Mm -hmm. really tracking online um, what the necessary what the impact is of the flows. But you can definitely um, we can definitely see that kids are at least becoming. When kids were going through the flows, it definitely made them more open to be more receptive Mm -hmm. towards identifying bullying or being more empathetic towards people who have been bullied. So I think it definitely will have that effect. I think we're just going to have to wait for the flows to be sent out and see what the data will tell us. This is a
3: very exciting project, Robin. I mean, this is really groundbreaking. And uh, how long has it been? How long has this been up and running, Robin? Um, Yeah, I'm here. I think.
4: Thank you. It is really groundbreaking, and, and one of the reasons for that is the obviously the enormous um, potential for reaching uh, millions of people across the world with this work. Um, it's, we've been up for about a year and a half. Does that sound right, Joanna? Yeah, that sounds right. Mm. And we're continuing as of now, so when you ask the questions of, you know, how, is it having an impact? Yes, it's having an impact, and we can speak to the, some of the changes that um, that – we've seen or some of, the, some of the results we've seen, and mm. the long-term
3: changes are what, part of what we're studying right now. Yeah. All right. We just have a couple minutes left, so I would like to get closing thoughts from each of you and also, you know, to let the public know that uh, this is something, this is a tool that teens can use. I think my question would be why we don't have this for adults. Or is that just? Or do we have it for adults? Is this for everybody, or is this just for the teen population?
2: This is um, at this point just for the teen population. The first version of these new flows we have developed were only for 13 and 14 year olds, and now it's being released to 15 and 16 year olds. We're doing this work in stages. We want to make sure first that it works that we are learning, that we are having an effect from uh, the improvements, what we believe are improvements, but we don't want to just learn our opinion. We want to see the data and we want to learn from actual people's experience. And that's what we are right now. We are going to expand the flows to uh, all teen populations up to age 19. Uh, And right now we are not really working uh, with adults. Uh, but um, Facebook was primarily interested in helping its youngest users because they're most vulnerable to this issue.
4: And I, I, I would just add to that, thank you, Zarana, I would add to that that what we do have for adults right now, um, which will be released at the first week of November, is a, a bullying, um, an emotionally intelligent bullying hub, which means that... There is help up there for, up there in cyberspace for teachers, for parents, and for teens themselves who want to learn a little bit more about bullying from the perspective of the target, the victim, the um, person who is engaging in bullying behavior, and the witness to all of that. And uh, also provide some conversation starters, some helpful language to use um, for, for the adults who are what we have seen uh, really don't, as kids, don't really know what to say when
3: confronted with bullying behavior. Yeah. All right. And final thoughts, uh, Zarana and Charlie, in terms of, you know, your conclusions or where you are now or what you'd like to leave our listeners with today.
0: Um, I guess my final thoughts would just be that it's been really exciting to get to work on a project of such a large magnitude, as Robin was talking about, and I think the project is really tapping into some larger issues that um, need to be discussed, issues of why kids aren't, you know, reporting bullying at higher rates, and what are kids, you know, what do kids really understand about bullying, and why are kids not receptive enough to other kids' issues, and... I think it just starts tackling a lot of really serious issues that um, can't be ignored in an issue where kids are so interconnected online. So I think it's been great to be a part of this project.
2: Uh, Thank you so much, Uh, Nzerana. This is a great project to work on because the reach of Facebook. We work with many uh, students and many kids and teenagers in schools However, the, the reach of Facebook is so much greater, and providing the language and the tools for kids to respond uh, to unwanted experiences online can have enormous implications.
3: Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Robin, how can people find out more about this? How can parents find out more? How can teens find out more? Do they just go on um, Facebook? And how on you on know, Facebook? Facebook? And okay. um, you can also go on our website at the Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence. The Center for Emotional Yale Cent-
4: it's Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence
3: and it's ei.yale.edu. um EDU, is that right? Um yes. I'm
4: just double checking. So E
3: I yeah. for emotional Yale, I have it here, EDU. E-I And Facebook then obviously knows when someone logs on what age they are, correct? So if it's that age range, then they give them those options. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's right. I want to thank you all for coming on the program. It was wonderful. It was informative. It's very important work. It's groundbreaking. It's also uh, inspirational to help us all communicate better and respect each other more. Thank you all. Thank you, Thank you Robin and Zarana and Charlie. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Patricia. Yeah, Thanks for I'll having us. Thanks very you, much. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, bye. Stay on the line for a moment. All right, folks, that wraps up Patricia Raskin Positive Living for today. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support that you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. You can write to me, Patricia, at PatriciaRaskin.com. Bye for now.
1: Thanks again for listening to the preceding program.